Welcome back to another edition of Picks and Picks Podcast. Guys, we are back from the international break. The only thing that can stop us from winning was the Nations League in that pause. So we are thrilled to be back to club football. Back here with the boys, Coach Steve and Scotty. Fellas, what's going on? The a podcast diversity kind of day today, huh? I mean, we got we got hurricanes, we got COVID. It's a uh, it's a lot of commitment from coming from the kicks and picks pod to get this out this week. So everything is us. trying to slow us down. First, it was the queen. Now it's all of that. Yeah, the bookies are out. They're on us right now. They're trying to keep us down, and we're going to persevere. Yeah, we're all recovering over here. We're feeling better. Um, since my wife is back at work and I have to stay home a couple more days, we're able to do this. I am in charge of the baby though. So hopefully he stays down for his nap and that doesn't become our next obstacle in the way of keeping the winning, winning run going. Now we're keeping it going guys. We're absolutely on fire. Um, We did not put out any content for the nation's league. I I do want to briefly touch on that in this episode. We got buy or sell. And of course we got our locks of the week. Um, Let's just start out with a nation's league roundup. And there's no better place to start than with England, England stink. Yeah, they stink. They think what they scored, well, they scored some goals in their final game, but they had scored, what, one goal in their first, whatever, five or, or six Nations League group games? Like, tough. tough. Southgate look. is getting the Allegri treatment all over Twitter. People yeah, are deserved. calling for his head. Do you agree? I mean, obviously, they're not going to make a move before, but, you know, a month before the World Cup. Do you believe he should not be manager of England still? Well, I think he was supposed to be fired coming out of Nations League. He just kind of, or not out of Nations League, out of the, the Euros in 2020, but he just kind of put that miracle run together where they got to the finals and, and that kind of forced England to kind of keep him. But I, I know that there was a lot of you know pressure on him heading into the Euros and expectations that if he didn't get a great result there, that he was going to be out and they're going to bring somebody else in. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. If, if he manages to lose to the U.S. in that group stage game, I think that'll be like an unforgivable sin and that'll seal his fate. Um, so, I mean, you brought them up. I don't, I, based on the, the recent performances of the United States, uh, I know coach and I did not do well betting on them this window. I will say that I don't know that USA gets a point out of this group the way they're playing right now. So that, that could be his savior. I mean, it's funny thing is if you're like Iran sitting there or Wales sitting there, all of a sudden that group looks very, wide open right i mean england looks terrible the u.s looks very bad in the two friendlies they played i mean you might find one of those teams that maybe wasn't projected to advance advancing out of that group Look, we're going to coin a new term right here live on the air you, you guys have all heard of group of death this is the group of trash because it is just a group of life <laughs> yeah right what can we we'll call it we're just going to put a pin on that for when we do our, our inevitable group stage preview for the World Cup. Maybe we, we just look at like Wales to advance and see what their odds are because that's got to be I decent. might just lock that in today. Yeah. Not that they looked great in the Nations League, but no, England is a disaster. I am absolutely about to add them to the national international bandwagon. And, and we have two other squads that you guys know are on there. Um, it's France. France is always banned. Yeah. Another dumpster fire of a team. Lost both of their matches this week. Uh, these guys couldn't get two goals to save their lives. Spain is another team that's banned. Um, nobody from Europe right now is firing on all cylinders, and I, I just don't even know what to make of, of these teams. I mean, w- what are your guys' takeaways? I mean, Spain has been on my band list forever. Um, you know, it, there was a specific moment in the Euros where they were playing 
I want to say Switzerland. Uh, and I had Spain to score first. And in the 20th back pass minute, to the, the back pass to the goalie missed it, went straight in. And that they've been on my band list ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. France from that game where they were up to the two goals in the 83rd minute against the Swiss and lost. Yeah. Sorry, coach. I cut you off. I was just going to say with France, I think it's a matter of when they want to play and when they don't want to play. They, they just seem to turn off sometimes. And I don't know, maybe the nation's league just doesn't motivate them, but they didn't have a good nation's league run. Uh, we saw the same thing with Germany and, and that group with England and Italy and Hungary, Hungary ended up finishing second. Italy ended up winning it by beating Hungary that last match. I mean, you know, you and I are both, Italy supporters. I mean, Roberto Mancini has to be kicking himself for maybe not approaching qualification a little differently. Maybe yeah. somebody somebody different takes this, the penalty the second match against Switzerland because you see the way a lot of these teams are performing. If Italy were in the World Cup, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for them at least to get out of a group stage with how a lot of these teams are playing. The only teams like that have to feel good about themselves right now are probably Brazil and Argentina, right? Um, right? I was just going to say, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll certainly get into the World Cup uh, in another month or so, but... Um, what those two teams have to be the two favorites. I mean, they're they, teams that take care of business. They beat teams they're supposed to beat. They beat them convincingly. And we got every single team out of Europe struggling to score a goal um, or any of the powerhouse teams, I should say. So, I, I mean, I don't, I'm with you. The question is like, how much of that do you think is actually going to translate over to the world cup? Because like you said, like sometimes they're just not going to get motivated for what's, what's think- a qualified friendly competition right we i think hey, we're man, calling it the caravan nations cup squad if you're looking to make the squad you got to come in with a good showing these are the last two games you have to no it, make. if you're mbappe are you really concerned about leaning left off of the france squad if you half-ass it during nations league no but when was the last time he looked good for france friendlies euros anything we'll the, see the what world cup. The world cup last yeah. world cup was the yeah. last time he looked good Maybe we'll see it again this World Cup. Maybe we will. Uh, there is one other team I want to talk about. Uh, they're all over the timeline, uh, and that's Serbia. I think Serbia has a very good squad, but people calling them dark horses to win the World Cup, people placing ridiculous futures on them to win the World Cup, I think that is absolutely misguided. That's out of control. They do have two very good strikers who we talk about week after week in Mitrovic and Vlahovic. Um, certainly the pieces are there, but let's not forget that they were in a nation's league group with like Norway as the second best team. I mean, they, they, they beat teams that are on their level and that's it. Do you guys trust Serbia to make a long run into the tournament? I think the real question we need to ask is, is this a golden generation for Serbia? It could be. It's a, it's a golden generation for Belgium. How's that working out? For yeah. Them? Yeah. Fair. In, in terms of their roster, I think they have a very competitive roster, right? I, you have to love Vlaovic, Milinkovic, Savic. You watch every week. He's an yeah, outstanding geez. player. Uh, Mitrovic doesn't get a lot of respect playing because he's at Fulham, but he's been scoring goals for fun lately, right? So you have tons of quality players. I think Tadic is still in the team, and there's plenty of others I'm probably forgetting off the top of my head. Uh, to say they're a dark horse to win, I think, is is a bit of a reach right now. I could see them advancing to like the quarterfinals, maybe. I think that would be a successful World Cup for a country like Serbia, wouldn't you? No, no, no doubt about it. But I, I, to I say just... they're going to make a run to the final, I would. They would have to have a lot of things go their way because even some of the teams we mentioned, you know, and not performing well right now, um, you know, if they run into a Spain or a Germany or one of those teams in like the round of sixteen or, or quarterfinals, 
it's going to be very hard for them to, to beat those teams still, I think, right? Well, well, let me just throw out the names of the teams that won in League B and that won their group. Scotland, Israel, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia. Are they better than all those teams? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But that's, right. that's, that's where the hype's coming from, right? They look the best out of that pool of teams. Four of those, two or three of those pool of teams will be in the World Cup. Everybody else is going to be a little bit elevated. And I just, I, listen, good story. Uh, I'm glad that the timeline got all excited on Twitter, but I don't see this team it's, competing for the World Cup. I just don't. And and they're in a group that is not going to be easy to get out of. It's Brazil, Cameroon, and Switzerland, right? So Brazil's easy group favorite. Five. Right. And they're the favorite to win the whole thing right now. Um Cameroon, probably the best African team right now that's in the tournament, I would I would think, right? Senegal. Senegal. Yeah, top, Senegal. Listen, Maybe it's Senegal. Three. Maybe. Three, yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the Swiss who, ask Italy, can be a tough out, right? So Serbia's going to have their work cut out for them. If they get out of that group, chances yeah, are they, they can probably they win can one win more game, game, right? right? You go to a yeah. knockout game, any, anything could happen. I'm, I'm with you, but they're not winning yeah. three or four knockouts. No. And their good. odds still are plus four. 15,000, I think I just saw when I looked them up. Yeah, 15,000, even with Mexico and Ecuador and Canada, teams like that, Wales. And, and um, guess what? Those are teams that they're on par, like uh, maybe a yeah. little bit better than from a roster standpoint, but those are teams they're on par with. Let's just yeah. be honest. Like, should they be behind the U.S. and Poland right now? No. Probably not uh, no. based on performance. Not that Poland's bad. Poland has a probably fairly equivalent squad. Um, the Swiss, though, are rate, rated ahead of them at plus 8,000, right? So uh, they're third favorites out of that group based on the the odds to win it. And yeah, I got Cameroon yeah. Senegal mixed up. Scotty was right. So, Senegal is the, the favorite of all the African teams. They have so the odds at plus all I'm trying to say is, and I think it sounds like you guys agree with me. Let's not buy the Serbia dark horse. You know, let's not yeah. get on that bandwagon right now, but they're a good and, team. And we'll, they could they, probably odds on them during the world cup will be okay. You could win some bets with them. Let's calm down with the uh, talk of them winning the tournament. All I'm trying to say. Yeah, like we'll get into the World Cup when it gets closer. We'll do our preview, but they open with Brazil. We'll we'll learn a lot about them in that match. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, all right, that'll wrap up the Nations League. I'm glad to see it go by. I'm about 500 lifetime in the Nations League. You, good day, bad day. Good day, bad day. Can't make sense of it. So, glorified friendly. Scott said it the best. So let's move on to buy or sell. Yeah. So moving into club world, uh, got a lot of big matchups in England this weekend. Uh, perhaps the biggest matchup of all is, is the opening matchup, 730 uh, kickoff time, Eastern Standard Time. It's the North London Derby. So uh, not only is it a, a derby between two of the uh, bigger clubs in London, uh, it also happens to be against two of the best teams in England right now, which is probably the first time that's happened in, you know, almost a decade. So you have Arsenal currently in sitting in first place, hosting third place Tottenham. Um, big reason why these guys are off to a hot start right now is they've been relying on goals from their, their key man up top, their strikers. So for uh, Tottenham, that's obviously Harry Kane, um, who would be leading the golden boot chase if it wasn't for Erling Holland with six goals. Uh, and then right behind him, Gabriel Jesus, the new signing coming over from Manchester City with four. Right now, uh, these guys are sitting at plus 135 for Gabriel Jesus, plus 165 Harry Kane to score. Do you guys buy these guys to continue their goal scoring form in the North London Derby? I, I will buy Harry Kane. I, I was going to say the same, yeah. That's a that's a solid number. Um, he, he shows up. He showed up against City the last time we previewed Tottenham. I think that 
he scored for England in the break. He's where he needs to be. He's basically carrying the team from a goal scoring perspective when they need it. Um, I'm definitely buying him at that number. And I'll give you a stat to back up why I will also buy Harry Kane over Gabriel Jesus is looking at his career against Arsenal, 17 matches, 13 goals. Ooh. Wow. So hard Likes to, to score that. in the wow. North London Derby. Likes to wow. score in the North London Derby. Um, yeah, I mean, and his record in North London Derbies are seven wins, five draws, five losses. So he's had the the leg up probably in part because of his goals in, in, in terms of win-loss record too. Yeah, I think uh, if I'm trying to make sense of the odds here, because obviously Kane with six goals having longer odds than Jesus with four goals on the season seems off. It's got to just be the home away, you know, favoritism here. Um, Arsenal is a favorite in the game, yeah. Yeah, like you said, if, if Harry Kane is no stranger to scoring in the North London Derby, he's going to do it in, in both stadiums. So plus 165 is probably the best bet here. But I think even if you're looking elsewhere, I mean, Richarlison we know is, is often been one to, to cause a, a stir, especially in a game that's got a lot of, uh, a lot at stake, uh, like a Derby, like a North London Derby. Um, and then maybe even if you want to take a shout, a Martinelli uh, or uh, Saka are usually also good shots for, for Arsenal. So Kane seems to be the best here, but if you're looking for longer odds, I, I you know, I like either of those guys as well. I'll tell you what I'm buying here, boys. And that's Tottenham double chance minus minus one thirty. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've heard me say this every every big game that we have where teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, I always go with the underdog or, or quote unquote on the betting underdog. I don't, I'm not saying Tottenham's necessarily yeah. the, the underdog in this game, but um, anything could happen. One bounce, one foul, one kick um, goes either way. And you got to go where the value is. So Tottenham to get that draw or that win at minus 130, great price. Yeah. And if, if they get a result there, it could knock arsenal off that top spot because we have another derby this weekend the manchester derby where second place manchester city are going to host manchester united the odds for this one are pretty crazy guys united plus one and a half goals is minus 105 i mean i know city has been on a roll lately but do you guys think that united can even keep this one close i mean just keeping it within a goal you pull off a a pretty much an even money bet yeah, this is a tough call because United has started to look better, right? They beat Arsenal, um, you know, when in that whole mix of canceled matches and everything going on after the Queen passed. Uh, prior to that, they did beat Arsenal, who's been so good, uh, which makes you start to believe just a little bit. But at the same time, what have they shown us in the past, I don't know, two seasons, right, to really make us think they can beat City? <sighs> And this one is this one is at City or this one's at United? Did you City's say? hosting. It's at the Etihad. Yep. City's hosting. Um, the funny thing is their record against City the past bunch of years, even though City's been the better team, the only blowout was last year at City um, in March when City won four one. Other than that, you have uh, the reverse fixture: two nothing City at United, two nothing United at City the year before. So zero uh, zero draw, another two nothing, a two nothing. So it's. One of those matches where they could keep it close, but I don't know if I'd stake money on them keeping it close. Uh, you know, I, I would have bought it a month ago, a month and a half ago. I don't – this is like a stay-away game for me. Yeah. Um, I, I see it one of two ways, right? City blows them out. It's 3 nothing at halftime, and we're cruising. Or City holds possession, you know, 70%, a million shots, a million corners, can't break the deadlock, squeeze out a one nothing victory, a 2-1 victory, something like that. I really don't know what to make of it, especially coming off of such a long layup. 
So yeah, if I'm it not, was two goals, maybe I'd buy it. But at one yeah. and a half, I think it's risky. I am buying that it's a very good – if you're a believer in United, I'm buying that that's a great bet and a great number, uh, pretty much even money for a goal and a half. I'm not willing to take it. Yeah, so since the uh, 4 four nothing drubbing at Brentford, uh, United obviously made the switch at the back, sending Maguire to the bench. Since then, they've won four straight games. Um, so there you go. His form in, in the Nations League did not necessarily warrant a, a reevaluation of that decision by Ten Hag, so I expect him to be on the bench yet again. Uh, it could be interesting. I think uh, I think of all the derbies in England, there's the most at stake in this one. Obviously, London has a lot of derbies, so it's hard to say that one team can really ever own London. And in Liverpool, you know, it's never really a case of who's got the better club right now. So there's a lot at stake here. I think United are going to have a lot of pride on the line. Um, and this is kind of, I would bet that this is going to be a closer game than we might expect. Moving on. Um, here's an interesting one, guys. It is... Not yet October, uh, and I think we might have a loser leaves town match. The first loser leaves town match of the season. Leicester City are hosting Nottingham Forest. Leicester City minus one thirty-five, huge betting favorites uh, over Nottingham Forest at plus three fifty. Over each of these guys or each of these teams' last five games, they have totaled a one combined point, so nine losses, one draw. Are you guys buying or that this is a loser leaves town match already in September? Like if one of these teams loses that basically going to, you know, relegate them into the, the, you know, forever relegation zone. I I will buy that. If Leicester lose this match, they are absolutely 100% in the tailspin that they've been trying to avoid for the last two or three weeks. Um, I, I I think um, they need this match much more than Forrest do. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think Leicester sitting on one point right now, one point for seven matches as a team who won the league, what it was about five, six years ago, Scott. Yeah. I've been in Champions League a, conversations yeah. every year and since then, too, right? They've yeah. had a couple collapses. No, but... we said it a couple weeks and ago. And even it's, last it's year, end. you know, we could poke, you guys could poke fun at the Conference League all you want because, you know, you like to make fun of Roma and my the team, my team winning something. But they were even in the Conference League semifinals last year. You know, they weren't that bad last year that they yeah. couldn't compete on in a, you know, lower level uh, European competition. They were, top half of the, of the league, I believe. Right. I mean, yeah. if I mean, they, they lose were, this, I mean, yeah. I don't see how they so, can rebound I mean, from it. Correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't done anything to replace Vardy's form from three years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's, he hasn't yeah. been the same guy. He'll never be the same guy again. Hey, he served his purpose, you know, times a million, but um, where are the goals coming from for this team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been, they were obviously sellers in the summer uh, moving on from Fofana who, you know, remains to be seen how much he's actually worth. They probably got a good deal on him, but really didn't bring anybody else new. Uh, I think the really the only piece they have left that's interesting to other clubs is James Madison. So a lot on his shoulders. And I think the shocking news is that Rogers is still the manager. I thought for sure. Yeah. Losing going into the international break was the perfect yeah. time for them to make that change. And they didn't. So he he's still there. Game, he's out. Why would you wait now though? Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, I don't see how you fire him after this match. If you didn't do yeah, it over the international no break. <laughs> well, we I, had this, I, I feel like we had this exact conversation last episode about Juve and Allegri, and they did not fire him, even though we predicted that if they didn't get a win. Um, but you have to, it, it comes to a point where you have to do something, whether it makes sense or not, you have to do something. There's no, they time. lose I mean, this game it, and they're sitting on one point after losing to forest. I, I don't see how you keep them. I don't care who's available. It's just, there's no time. I mean, there, there's, there's matches from between now and the world cup midweek or, you know, the, 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 Carabao Cup is going to be starting up or whatever they're calling it this year. It, there's just no time. So I Wait, think did if, we lose Carabao as a sponsor? 
I hope not. Uh, okay. they, it changes every few years. So it's devastating. hopefully still Carabao, but um, I have not confirmed that. All right. What do you guys think of this? Nottingham Forest plus a goal is minus 170. I don't like minus 170 for plus. Nah, a goal. A, that's not the best number. I would do planet. double chance. I would do double chance. So that's sure. that's just about even money. That's plus one hundred five. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, and, and Nottingham Forest. I think there's still hope. It's curious to me because they brought in twenty three players and they're still starting four or five of their holdovers, which is fine, right? That's those are the guys that got them promoted. But like, what are you doing bringing in twenty three players when you're going to only really use six or seven of them? That's a it's a weird a weird strategy. Uh, so I think there's still time for them to kind of figure out what their their best eleven is, but. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they so lose to City, that's a tough, that's a tough look. We're all buying Lester needs this win. Oh, yeah. But I don't think they're going to change. I think, I think Rogers is now in it until the World Cup at the very least. Yeah. I think at this point, he's into the World Cup for, for yeah. better or worse, which could be the death of them, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll shift gears. We will, we'll move into Serie A. Um, coach, your team has a, a big match this week. Um, traveling to Milan to play Inter. Inter are the slight favorites sitting at minus 105, um, Roma at plus 245. Both teams right now are sitting right on the precipice of, of European qualification. So uh, I think probably a little bit lesser than both teams expected to start the season. Uh, are you guys buying right now that if one of these clubs loses this match that they can probably say bye-bye to at least Champions League? Uh, I'll go first, no. Coach, and I'm sure you got a lot to say. Um, yeah, I ahead. like you i want to buy it i think that it, it's it's more fun if we buy it but i i agree with coach i'm selling it it's way too early in the year to make that determination and we've known that neither of these teams nor anybody around them is consistent from week to week all the other teams in the top six are going to drop points they've already dropped points um that is due to happen but i am definitely buying um a win means a lot more to roma in this game i think that you know, that's the they're coming off of a really tough loss against Atalanta. I know we, we joked about it. We enjoyed it. Um, some of us even bet on it. This is a bounce back game that Roma, I think, needs psychologically. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm going to let coach speak first, but I love Roma in this spot. I think Inter is in, in disarray right now. So I'll, I'll let you speak, coach, and then we'll get into the odds. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely selling that the top four hopes are, are dashed after eight matches, win, you know, win, draw, or loss for, for both of these clubs. What I would throw out there is what could be gone are Inter's title hopes if they lose this match, I think, at home. I agree. Uh, they're, they're still the Absolutely, third favorites, right. according to Vegas, at plus 333 last check um, behind Napoli and, and Milan. Uh, still far ahead of Atalanta, who's been been very good so far so that to me is the biggest thing to keep an eye on if inter lose at home i think it hurts them a lot more in that race than it hurts roma in the top four race if roma were to, to drop points or lose this match that's fair. um but i think i think nick's right for roma tough loss against atalanta because roma if you watch that match and you just saw the the all the numbers without the score line you would have said there's no way roma loses that match right they control possession they had tons of shots on target and yada, 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 and somehow couldn't find the back of the net, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for some reason. So Roma's still performing well, I think. Uh, Inter, on the other hand, like Nick said, is coming off a, a very poor stretch, right? They, they're they coming off the 3-1 loss to Udinese right before the international break. Uh, they lost the Derby at the beginning of September. They they snuck out a one nothing win against Torino, which they barely pulled out late in the match. Um, humbled by Bayern in the Champions League in another match. 
So it's been, it's been a rough stretch in September for them. Inzaghi's got to be under a lot of heat. Lost to his former club Lazio earlier in the season. So they've already lost uh, two big head-to-heads against Lazio and Milan against quote-unquote big seven teams. Um, both of them as the road team. Udinese also as the road team. Um, they're kind of the, uh, the, I don't know, the upstart team this year. But I feel like Inter needs this more in terms of their Scudetto hopes than Roma needs it in terms of their top four hopes. Yes. As a Roma fan, the way Roma's performed at the San Siro against Inter in recent seasons, a draw would even be a good result for Roma. As much as I want to win, I'm not going to go out and predict a win because that never works out when it's your own club. Um, but I, I think Nick's right. Psychologically, if Roma goes out and gets a win, that's huge for them. Um, I'm curious to see what the lineups look like because Pellegrini and Dybala both so, um, had minor issues before the international break. So we'll see. We know Lukaku's out, which I think has no material difference on this game because he has what one goal in like the last twelve months, some shit like that. Out of the season, some might say. Out of the season, um, some have said, and correctly so. Um, I here's here's the other thing. I think Inter players, for the most part, and listen, we can get into Inzaghi. I don't think we have that much time. Uh, Inter players, for better or worse, have perform to a certain level of expectations about where they should be. Some are underperforming, whereas I think Roma's players are drastically underperforming. Tammy hasn't gotten going yes. yet. Pellegrini hasn't gotten going yet. Zaniolo, uh, some people are higher on him than others. I, you know, what he ultimately is, I don't know the answer to that yet, but does he have more to give? Absolutely. Belotti has played a total of like 60 minutes. I, I think all the upside here is on Roma. And they're minus 130, double chance. I'm taking that all day fucking long until Inter proves to me that they can beat somebody good. All right. I mean, you guys kind of rained on my hot take parade. Sorry, hit, hit us with the hot take. No, I mean, I, I unfortunately, I do have to agree with you guys. Not so much because of the way either team is playing, but kind of what you, you alluded to, Nick, which is, you know, you look at three of the teams that are in the top four right now, Atalanta, Udinese, and Lazio. All three of those clubs have a, a floor that can certainly drop out from underneath yes. them at any point in the season, and, and, you know, and both will. clubs Let's have the ability honest. to and make will. up that ground. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where they have the opportunity to make up ground. Um, moving on, uh, speaking of Unesi, uh, they're a top four threat right now, sitting in, in third place. So yeah, so Udinese plus nine hundred as a top four finish. Um, which are the eighth best odds currently. Do you buy them as a top, a legit Champions League hopeful, considering they are, you know, on fire. We talked about them beating Roma handily, beating Inter handily, currently sitting on 16 points, a point off the top of the, the, the table, um, and two points ahead of Lazio and Milan, who are fourth and fifth, three ahead of Roma and four ahead of Inter. So I, can, they, am- can they realistically finish top four? I'm buying that now is the time to jump on that bandwagon because they're hot. I'm buying that plus 900 is a great number for it. I do not believe they ultimately get there, but this is a team that is performing well, has a new coach that everybody has bought into, and they have absolutely nothing to lose. So I think the, you know, there's no expectations that Atalanta, that Juventus, Lazio, Roma, any of those teams around them that, ultimately you know can crumble that's not going to crush Udinese if they finish fucking ninth they've had a good year right so I think they're as good a team as any of the teams around them from a starting lineup standpoint and that's a great number it's the best value you're going to get for an outsider yeah I'm not buying that they're going to do it but it's not a bad bet to place yeah I think I buy just because of the value that's there um and and because of what we've seen like the the top four race is always so unpredictable that 
you know, at any point, these clubs can just hit a pat a bad patch of form, and you know, the next thing you know, they're sitting, they're going from second to sixth or seventh. So, and um, and for comparison, Roma to make top four is even money. So, yeah. where are you gonna are you gonna place a hundred to win a hundred on Roma, or are you gonna place a hundred to win nine hundred Udinese? You're gonna take that chance all day long. Yeah, and you know, yeah, Udinese that- right now they they have you know tied for their joint top scorers in, in, in the league. So they, they clearly have the offensive capabilities to get those, you know, we say sometimes the difference between these is the ability to pull out wins from draws. And so that kind of relies on you to get the goals that you need. So um, if they can keep that goal scoring form up, there's no reason why they can't get to the, to the top four. Nothing to lose. Yeah. I, I agree with, with both of you. Uh, it's a good number to take. I don't think they ultimately do it, but a team like Udinese, if they finish seventh and get the conference league, that's a great season for them. So the, the pressure is obviously on the other teams. Like you said, and they've proven that they can beat these other teams that they're going head to head with for Europe because they've beaten Fiorentina, they've beaten Roma, and they've beaten Inter all in Udine. Um, their one loss was against Milan in the opener, but they easily could have won that match too. And they lost four two. They put up two goals on Milan pretty early in that match. So, um, team to keep an eye on yep. for sure. Hundred percent. All right, and then closing it out, uh, we're gonna. Switch over to Germany. Don't go to the Bundesliga too often, but Coach you know, special case here. Yeah, Coach Worldwide brought this up. Bayern Munich have just 12 points through their first seven matches, so 12 of a potential 21, and are sitting right now in fifth place behind Union Berlin, uh, which is a, a an odd spot to find a, a Bayern Munich team. Um, so they're still the heavy favorite for the books. They're sitting at minus 900 to win the Bundesliga. That's are insane. you buying or selling another squad having a shot at dethroning Bayern for the EE? title in the Bundesliga. So we have Dortmund sitting at plus 1,000, RB Leipzig sitting at plus 2,500, Freiburg in, in Berlin, Union Berlin sitting at plus 5,000, and then Hoffenheim, if you really want to do it, a long shot, plus 8,000. Coach Worldwide, what do you think? I put this out there just because I find it crazy that Bayern is still such a huge favorite. You know, minus 900, Dortmund's plus 1,000. So they're basically 1,900 more than the next best team, right, in terms of the odds. Uh, and Dortmund's not even the closest team in terms of like threat from that what is. I've seen so far. Yeah. It's been Berlin. Yeah. Uh, to me, the fact that Le- Leipzig is still plus 2,500 is crazy because they've had a very poor start and fired their, their manager and they're sitting in 12th on eight points. I do think these teams, maybe Dortmund and Berlin can hang around with Bayern this year, the way they've played so far. Do they ultimately win? I don't know, but if I'm taking a shot on a team with a future, I mean, Union Berlin scored 15 times and only given up uh, four Five wins, two draws, including a 0-0 against Bayern Munich a couple weeks ago. I don't see how you can't take a shot at them at plus 5,000. You could throw 10 bucks down. You could throw 10 bucks down and possibly win 500, right? 20 bucks and win $1,000. It's not a big risk. So this is a team I'm buying. The only time they let me down this year so far was um, in the Europa League when I bet them once in the Europa League. But other than that, they've been a moneymaker so far. It was a 1-1 draw against Bayern. I'm sorry, but um, they've been a really – um, consistent team so far through the first seven weeks, quarter of the season or so. So I'm buying that Bayern is a heavy favorite still for a reason. I'm absolutely selling the number of minus 900 for them to win the league. That's still ridiculous. I'll say the same thing in Germany that I say about Italy. If another team is going to win the league this year, this is the year. Yeah. And that that's what you're seeing here. I said, you know, um, these guys have heard me say it. I don't know if I've said it on air. You know, if, if Napoli or if Roma is ever going to win a Scudetto, this is the year that they have to do it. That's what I believe in Germany. Um, uh, you know, it'd be an awesome story if Union could hold on and continue the form that they're on. 
I'm buying that somebody should take a stab with one of these prices because these prices are out of control. Um, and I'm buying that I'd love to see it, but I, I, you know, I just don't know what to make of it quite yet. It's, uh, it's not like anybody is, you know, 10, 12 points ahead of them. They're five points ahead. That's yeah, a, that's a head five. to head and another game. So it's, yeah. I can't buy buyer not winning the league yet. Yeah. I, I'm kind of with you, Nick. I, I don't think that Bayern are going to slip up and when the, the season is at the end and we'll see them at some other position outside of first. But I will make it a little interesting. I say if, if you are buying a team, I think Dortmund actually does make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I think at some point they're going to get Sebastian Holler back. I know he's been out you know, receiving treatment for his, his cancer, but I think it it seems like he's going to make a comeback at some point in the second half of the season. He's definitely a very talented attacker. So uh, that kind of might give them, you know, one, a, a, an uplift in terms of, you know, the scoring ability, but it's also probably going to give the team a little bit of a moral up, uplift too, right? When you have a, a player like that returning. So that might be one of those things where it's kind of written in the stars. You know, you, you have the storylines there, um, the feel-good story. Uh, so if you are going to take a shot, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a, a shot at plus, plus 1,000 uh, for, for something like that to, to come to fruition. Yeah, at the very least, we might at least get the first um... – title race coming down to the last weekend since 1819 in this league where it's not a runaway. That's a win. That's a win for all of us. All right. So that wraps up buy or sell. Um, we'll close out our episode as always with our, our hat trick of picks. We've been really hot Scorching. so far to start the season. Scorching. So we got to make sure we, we keep that momentum through the nation's league. The good and bad news is that all three of us love our picks this week. Um, so that's either going to be a nine and oh or an oh and nine week. There's, there's well, really I think, no uh, I think the, the listeners heard me say for two weeks in a row that we all hated our picks. And if, you know, we have yet to have a losing season, uh, losing week yet this season. So I, I agree with you, Scotty. I'm a little worried at how much I like these picks. Yeah. So I think the safest way for me to kick things off is I'm going to go back to a well for a pick that I have loved for about 12 months now. Um, and that is the wolves under. So wolves are going to be playing at West Ham. The under two and a half goals is minus 140. I don't get it. I thought this would be a minus 180, minus 190, but it's sitting here at minus 140. I'm going to continue to ride this pick until the odds change and force my hand. Uh, for what it's worth, West Ham have actually been shut out in four of their seven league matches so far this season. And in those other three matches where they scored a goal, they did score just one goal. So I don't think West or I don't think Wolves are going to be able to, you know, score two or three on West Ham. I don't see West Ham all of a sudden emerging with a, a sudden goal scoring scoring uh explosion. Um, I know Skamaka has been in and out of the lineup. I don't really know if he starts here, but I don't think it matters in this case. So I'm going to continue taking this under two and a half as my, my first lock. I like it. It yeah. makes a lot of sense with the way Wolves play defense and West Ham having scoring issues and Wolves don't really score themselves. So I could easily see this a one, nothing, two, nothing type of, of match. I love it. Let's ride it. Coach, what do you got? So I'm going with Chelsea, Moneyline, minus 120 at Palace. And uh, it's actually Grand Potter's first match managing Chelsea after an extended break, thanks to those uh, postponed matches prior to the international break and then the international break. So he's had plenty of time to start implementing his vision without being tested on the on the pitch yet, which I think could play into Chelsea's favor. Of course, they lost quite a few guys to the international window because they have a, a lot of players that play for the national sides. But you think about that stretch after the loss to RB Leipzig when he replaced um Tuchel um he he had time to work on it. you know he's preparing for a match it gets postponed so you just keep preparing and you keep drilling his his vision um I just I know Conte and Mendy are still out but I think they can 
get this done without them. Um, City, um, Palace, rather, has not been great this year. They're just above the relegation zone. Um, and Chelsea's won 11 straight versus Palace. Their last loss was a spring of That's 2017, yeah. which is, That's which is pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, because Palace, like we saw against Liverpool early in the year, they can show up for big Scrappy. matches. Yeah. Did they yeah. beat Manchester City on a regular cadence, Crystal yeah. Palace? So, so I, I, Coach, I'm glad you made this your lock because I was actually looking at Palace – draw no bet as a potential option. And then when you drop that <laughs> stat that they, Chelsea has won 11 straight, I've taken it off. Yeah. It, and then it, I expect a little new manager bounce because they haven't had yeah. a chance to show it yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just too good of a number to pass up quite honestly, no matter how bad Chelsea's been. And I think um, a lot of their players performed well on international duty, right? Havertz scored a goal, Mount scored a goal. Yeah. Um, Georgina then- got extended playing time. I, I, I am of the opinion that he's washed, but I think it's all good news for Chelsea. Reese James yeah. looked good. Um, yeah. I, I'm with you here, coach. I think they take care of business. And, and some think, guys like maybe a pool sick feels a new lease on life in, in London, yeah. right? Maybe yeah. he gets a, another look or some, somebody like him, maybe who hasn't played a lot. Maybe somebody gets a look. I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the biggest knock that we've had on Chelsea is that they haven't been getting goals from their forwards, but with Obama Yang being a potential option now, I mean, Sterling has kind of picked it up. He, he can probably play more off the wing where he's supposed to be instead of being played as a false nine. I think that that's looking like it'll probably turn around at some point. All right. I like it. All right, guys. So for mine, I'm going to go with uh, the twin sister of Scotty's pick, and that is the leads over. It hasn't let us down yet. Leeds hosting Aston Villa over two and a half is a very affordable minus 130. This is the hashtag easy overs. We're not overthinking it. Leeds have been firing. This is a good number. Aston Villa have a goal in three straight matches, which I like because that means they score at least one here against Leeds, possibly even two. And um, just a couple players I want to throw out there, Coutinho for Villa and Sinistera for Leeds, both plus 260 to score. Those are really good numbers for two guys who will be primary attacking threats. Um, so, you know, don't know what Leeds lineup is ultimately going to look like, but I definitely like goals on this one. Yeah, and, and Coutinho takes with the... I was going to throw into it because you brought up Sinistera. He had a brace uh, against Mexico yesterday for Colombia, so he's, sure he he's still why feeling good. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk Coutinho because he's also going to be the guy taking the free kicks, and we've had success in that in the past with James Ward-Prowse where you, you take that free kick specialist to score, and you never know what can happen once you get inside of that you know magical 27, 26-yard mark. All right. Um, in the spirit of goals, my second lock of the week is going to be City versus United, both teams to score. That's also minus 140. To me, this is just me being a sharp. Uh, if I'm looking at the odds and I'm looking at the, the both teams to score at minus 140, you got to assume City are a virtual lock to score. Uh, I can't imagine them getting shut out by United. And the United team total over half a goal is minus 170. So you're really just taking those odds for United to score down to minus 140. For what it's worth, like I said, United, since that loss against Brentford, have been on a hot streak, winning four of their last, uh, winning four straight. And in each of those matches, they've obviously scored goals. So uh, I like them to score again on the score sheet. I figure city are probably going to have like 60, 65% possession. So it'll probably have to come on the counter, but they've got the guys to do it. You know, Jaden Sancho on the wing, Bruno Fernandez, you know, playing as a 10 uh, Marcus Rashford, finally slotting in as, as that, you know, true number nine has that opportunity there to score. So uh, I like this to me, it's just, you're getting a good number for, for something that, you know, should be happening. Agreed. So you're, so you're buying that United plus one and a half goals and is what you're telling us. 
I think it's a good one too. That's also a very valid. But again, with the form that Holland is in, you can't put it past Holland scoring a hat trick here, and then you know, yeah, you know we know three. he scores yeah. in trash defenses. There's no United scoring doesn't mean they're going to keep it within a goal and a half. Correct. <laughs> so I'm sticking with uh, the Derby theme here. I'm going to the North London Derby. Arsenal Tottenham over two and a half is at minus one forty five. Uh, I did a little digging on on the past bunch of derbies. Five out of six have gone over, including both last season, where the two the two teams split both times. A home team won scoring three goals. One was a three nothing win, I believe, for Tottenham, and Good a three one win for Arsenal in the first one. Um, Arsenal six straight league matches, and if you include the Europa League, seven straight matches overall going over. The only match that they've played this season that has not gone over was their opening two nothing uh, victory over Palace. Everything else has been yeah. over. Um, Love this. And Spurs hasn't been so locked tight on defense this year as we thought they would be under Conte. So I, I could see three goals in this one, no problem. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Like we said, with those two goal scorers up top, there's going to be goals. You know, Jesus yeah. and, and and Kane, it's very likely both score this one. So that already gets you, you know, 67% of the way there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with goals here too. And it's a, it's an England special today for us guys. So I like Fulham, Newcastle, over two and a half. It's only minus 110. Best odds you'll get on an over. Um, I think that Fulham have been really solid from a goal scoring standpoint. Uh, you know, they've hit the over in four straight matches. They've scored a goal in each of those. So that also means their defense is leaky. We talked about Mitrovic. He's been on fire. And what I really like about this game is this is just gambler's intuition. Newcastle haven't really found that scoring touch yet. They're due. This is the game. They break out. St. Maximin hasn't done it yet. Isak hasn't really done it yet. I think um, Fulham is exactly what the doctor ordered for them to get on the score sheet. And and I, I like three to four goals in this game. Yeah. I like that a lot, especially because, you know, the issue that, Newcastle's has they haven't really been healthy um and so obviously this this break has allowed them to probably hopefully get healthy so I think you might see you know Bruno Gramares and, and Callum Wilson even potentially ready I think St. Maximum should definitely be ready but um you know that's just a bonus for sure all right yeah and Fulham's been I was gonna say a surprise package so far right 11 points through I think six matches so far seven matches sitting sixth place and they've they found goals even against big teams like Arsenal yeah. and Tottenham in two one losses so they're everything we expected yeah. Newcastle to be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I will close out my locks. I'll keep the uh, England train running before I know coach worldwide derails it. Um, <laughs> my final lock of the week is going to be another under Everton at Southampton under two and a half goals. Everton's defense this season has been much better after they brought in Connor Cody and James Tarkowski. We made fun of their window a lot in the summer, but I think those two additions being their biggest ones have, have definitely paid dividends uh, Southampton, meanwhile, have been shut out in three of their last four. So not exactly a, a goal scoring uh, threat here. Um, and then for what it's worth, the under two and a half is hit in, in six of Everton's last seven league games. So there's six and one on the season in, in getting under two and a half. Uh, I like that streak to continue. It's at minus 120. So uh, slightly more juice here than than the, the ever so faithful Wolves under. Um, so I, Nick is taking a lot of overs. I'm going to take a lot of unders. I, I mean, mark this, day, mark this down in history, 9-28-2022, that Scotty took two unders as his locks. Listen, it, the the under is always a winning bet until it's not. That's That's fair. <laughs> All right, so I am going worldwide with this one. Coach uh, worldwide. I'm going to France. I've gone to France a couple times in Marseille this season. 
Um, this time I'm going with an over as well. I, I like this over 2.5 in Lorient hosting Lille uh, at minus 135. Uh, the last four meetings have produced goals when I looked back at the last two seasons. Lorient has been a surprise package sitting in third right now in the league, a team that probably a lot of us have never heard of. You know, the, They're scoring the, a ton. Yeah, they've scored um, the over in six of eight matches so far. Lille under my old friend, Paulo Fonseca, who likes to play very offensive football. They've produced the over in seven of eight matches. So I could easily see this one going over and keeping up both those teams with the uh, the high scoring rate in, in this one. Yeah, for actually good for goals. Yeah, so I was actually surprised it was only minus 135, considering the way both these teams have been producing goals. <clears throat> All right. And if you say good for goals, I'll say bad for defense. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, but absolutely fair. they go hand in hand right <laughs> yes all right well uh, i'm a little disappointed that i mean coach i can forgive he's he's not always about this but i thought my boy scotty after the last episode where we guaranteed corner kicks going two and oh and corner kicks in fact went two and oh easily went two and oh that you would come back with me and bet on corners so i will do this for you guys the last lock of the week inter against roma over nine and a half corners, and that is also at minus 130. Corners are back. We know Inter are the corner kings. I mentioned I liked Roma in this game. I think they're going for it. There's going to be so much action going on that there's no way that there's not 10 corners in this match. I, I fully expect four, five, six in the first half, and then certainly towards the end of the game, um, you know, when when it's tied or when somebody's down by one it, it's going to be corner palooza from about the 80th minute on no doubt about that in my mind uh the other thing i i, I mentioned when we previewed the game is that zaniolo and pellegrini haven't really gotten going yet we don't know what the lineup looks like but both of those guys are plus 350 to score phenomenal numbers for, for either one of them pellegrini who also takes penalty kicks and misses penalty kicks by the way because i <laughs> fucking lost a bet on him a couple weeks ago one of the um, few he's missed. <laughs> yeah, one of the few he's missed. Fucking plus 240. The guy can't hit the net. But uh, plus 350 to score for the guy that takes penalties is a pretty damn good number. And I'll also say Roma, it, they're at their most dangerous when they're getting set pieces and corner kicks because Pellegrini does deliver nice set pieces. So does Dybala. I don't know if both of them play. It sounds like Dybala is uh, more likely to play from what I've been reading. Um, we'll see if they both end up playing. They both had minor muscle injuries prior to the international break. That's why Dybala missed that Alonso match. But I'd also throw out he's plus 230 to score. He apparently had a deal with Inter that Inter then didn't follow through on when they got Lukaku. He could be extra motivated in this one. And if Pellegrini doesn't play, he'd be the uh, main penalty taker. There you have it. And I, so this is like one of those games. Uh, Kanalagu, Kanalagu, I feel like that dude, like he he's Mr. Shoot from the outside of the box. That like is it's the shot that's almost good enough yes. to go in, but the keeper saves it and it goes out for a corner. Yeah. Like he's going to produce two or three by himself. And one um, big absence for Inter we forgot to mention earlier that I, I just remembered is Brozovic is out for this yeah. this one. So the midfield battle could be interesting because Roma's not been very good because they've been forced to play Matic and Cristante, but we'll see what Inter counters with having Brozovic dude, out. There, who's, there's who's no the way that man. DeMarco doesn't play in this game. He was on fire for Italy the last two. That dude gallops up and down that wing, and he always takes it to the end where he tries to put in the cross. That will inevitably go out for a corner kick. So I'm loving it. Uh, this is my favorite bet maybe of the year. All right. Well, that wraps up the hat trick of picks. Closing out our episode, we will drop our podlock. The podlock is three and one so far this season. Just the one loss. We had a couple draws, but 
This one, I think, is probably the lockest of all locks that we've had it, because it, it combines is. two of our loves. It is Udinese on their hot streak and the hashtag Serie B Hellas Verona playing each other on Monday. Udinese, Dranobet is somehow minus 145. Nick, the odds master, guessed it was going to be minus 300. So you know you're getting good value. That's going to be our lock of the week. It'll close out the weekend. It'll be the last game of the match week. So uh, make sure you have a little bit of bankroll left over to drop on this because it's a for sure winner. Guys, there's there's no way that the odds should be this good for Udinese in this game. So at take yeah. whatever, two units, three units, ten units. This is where it goes because there's no way they don't walk out of this game with a win and move us to four and one on the lock of the week. Agreed. I was shocked that the line was so favorable for them. I understand this is a road match and they've done most of their damage at home, but they're only the only road loss has been at the San Siro against defending champs Milan in their first match after being champions to open the season. At worst, they get a draw here, right? And you get your money back. I can't see them not not getting a result in this match. Are we are we put the free money tag on this? Is this hashtag free money? I'm going to say this is hashtag free money. I'm, right. So I'm, not only I'm, is this a lock, it's free money. I think it is. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you guys hear, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, we will have Champions League coming up next week. So Nick and I will be back on Monday, breaking down the, the third week of Champions League group stage. Uh, guys, but thanks for so listening, close guys. to the World Cup. It doesn't even make sense. Home Get stretch. ready for all that content that is coming your way. We are so friggin' out right now. Now's the time to hop on board. So we appreciate all the support. Until next time.